0: This is Episode 9, Where Have You Been, Scott Thomas? Please be advised, this episode contains themes of a lost child and sibling, grief, family trauma, and sound effects of bones crunching.
1: There it is. 97 Avalon Street. (sighs) It's go time. I had studied this family for weeks. They had money, they had luxuries, and most importantly, they had a missing son. I had watched countless videos, worked on impersonating his cadence and his voice, and, of course, I changed my body and my face to match Scotty's. Shape-shifting is such an essential part of a good con. I highly recommend it. Alright, one last online video before the long-lost son returns home, just to be sure I've got it all down.
2: There he is! Courtney, are you getting this on film?
3: Yes, Mom. I'm getting this on film with a digital camera on my phone. Sure hope I don't run out. This shit is expensive.
4: Don't be a smartass, Courtney. Your mom is excited. Give her a break.
5: Hey, over here.
2: Congratulations, Scotty. Oh, I'm so proud of you.
5: I graduated high school, Mom. I didn't win a Nobel Prize. Even still, well done, my son.
3: Dad, a handshake? You're not going to hug him or anything?
5: That's okay, Dad.
3: Come on, come on. Let's get some pictures.
5: Okay, but quickly... I want to get some photos with my friends too, you know.
2: Hey, Wendy! Wendy! Would you mind taking some photos of us real quick? Mom, stop yelling! You're
3: so embarrassing. Thanks, Wendy. Courtney, come here.
5: Yeah, stand right here so I can put my diploma in front of your face. Fine by me. So, what are we saying? Cheese? Since I'm off to college in three months, how about crippling student debt?
4: We're not saying that. Courtney, turn the video off. Courtney, turn the video!
1: That was about three years ago. So let me age up the voice a little bit. Change the facial structure into early 20s. Testing. Testing. Testing.
5: Testing. Yep. Still got it.
2: Can you get that chair?
4: Who's ringing us at this hour? Oh my god! Laura! Laura, come here!
2: What? Is everything... Scotty!
6: Jeremy, Laura, and Courtney Thomas were prepared for Scotty to leave the house after high school, but they always thought they knew where he was going. Not even in their worst nightmares did they think Scotty would run away in the dead of night, disappearing without a trace. They never lost hope that he would come back one day, and finally, here he was. Unfortunately for the Thomas family, this particular version of Scotty Thomas, real name Ian Summers, has returned home after a long trip to Dark Valley.
2: Is it really you?
6: It's really me, Mom.
2: I was
3: so afraid I had lost you forever.
5: Sorry about your plate. Who gives a damn about the plate?
3: What's all the yelling about? Hey, Courtney. Scotty. You're back. Uh,
5: Mom. Would you mind letting me hug my sister? Uh, and Dad, too. If he'll let me.
3: You look different.
5: You look different, too. (laughs) 18 now, eh? I guess that's true.
2: Courtney, can you stop with the whatever it is you've got going on here? This is the best day of our lives. Let's enjoy it.
5: I'm so glad you're home. Oh my god. It's it's happening. Uh, the dad hug. My son.
2: I'm coming in
3: too. Oh. oh hey, 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 you're crushing me. I'll be in the kitchen. Scotty, I'll grab you some water and snacks. Looks like you've been on your feet for a while.
2: Good idea. We'll catch up over some desserts or whatever Scotty wants. I'll
3: make some coffee. I have a feeling this is going to be a long night and we'll need the caffeine.
2: Oh, and Eddie Perkins got married to a nice guy he met while doing volunteer work, Joseph something or other.
5: Uh, that's awesome.
2: Jeremy, do you remember when Scotty was little and he thought he was brushing his teeth too hard and that's why they were falling out? Scotty, you remember that, right? Oh, those were good days.
4: Laura, well, right, it's after two. We all need to get to bed. Scotty looks like he's going to fall asleep at the table.
3: But there's so much to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. What were you doing out there, exactly?
4: I'm sure there's lots to tell, but we don't need to cram it all into one night. Get to bed, everybody. I'll clean up down here real quick. Laura, why don't you
5: go walk Scotty upstairs? Uh, thanks, but I know where my room is. And unless, uh, did you get rid of my room? Did you, like, make it into a study or something? Far from it.
2: Here we are.
5: Oh, damn. Uh, um, uh, sorry, Mom. It's okay. It's exactly as I remember it.
2: Except for the dirty laundry pile, I think it's exactly the same as you left it.
5: You didn't have to do that.
2: Sometimes I like to come in here and sit at your desk. I think about you growing up in this room, watching these posters change over the years.
5: I can't believe this is the second time I have a Cavaliers LeBron James poster that needs to be replaced.
2: You still watched basketball while you were gone?
5: Uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't stop being me.
2: Well, um... Good night, Scott. Let me know if you need anything. I love you so much.
5: Thanks. Um... Uh, good night, Mom.
1: I'm really lucky Scotty had a poster of the one NBA player I can name. He never mentioned online that he followed the pros, only college basketball. Hmm, I wonder. Bingo. Basketball cards. And he even put the best ones in sleeves. I may not be able to name many current players, but some of these are familiar faces. Tim Duncan rookie card. Nice. I may keep that one for me. I'll get to the rest of these tomorrow. Good night, Scotty, wherever you are.
2: Yes, back for a week already. Oh, it's been so wonderful. When can you visit? That's not soon enough. He's got so many people to see. Plus, we might be going to Uncle Gary's then.
5: What's that about?
3: I was always afraid of this after you had come back. What do you mean? You know how Mom gets under normal circumstances, let alone these circumstances. I imagine this is what the royal family goes through when a new baby is born. Gotta make all the rounds, show off little Prince Timmy to all the right people.
5: I'm 99% sure his name isn't Timmy.
3: Doesn't really matter what his name is. What matters is that he's the prince.
5: Okay, so if I'm Prince Timmy, what's that make you?
3: The old news princess.
5: Is that the old ultra block still hooked up to the TV?
3: Yeah. Mom won't let me unhook it even though it's like 20 years old. Though she might now.
5: We can't let an opportunity like this pass us by. What do you want to play before it starts collecting dust in the basement? Are you serious? Of course I'm serious.
3: You hardly ever wanted to play with me before.
5: That was the old Scotty. He was an idiot.
3: He has a lot in common with the new Scotty, then.
5: I know you're making fun of me, but thanks for talking to me like I'm still a regular person. Mom is- It can't
3: be out of
2: business. That was his favorite place. I promised myself we'd go back someday.
5: Mom is mom. And dad, well, he doesn't really talk at all.
3: I don't think that's fair.
5: I thought you said you were afraid mom would be like this.
3: Scotty, be reasonable. You're their oldest child. Their only son. You leave for three, four years, however long it's been, and you expect that to just be water under the bridge after only a week? I'm annoyed with Mom, but have a freaking heart.
5: I didn't mean anything by it. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, yeah. Everybody's sorry. Alright. Grab a controller. What do we plan? Crossover Confrontation 2. Choose your fighter.
5: Hmm. Let's make it interesting. I'll pick. Random.
3: You might want to reconsider... The Darkness King isn't going to go easy on you. Who do you mean these days? Still 8-Bit Stanley?
5: Oh yeah, for sure.
3: I thought your main character was Lupin the Starfighter.
5: Uh, uh, um... Oh! Oh, I thought you said hate. Yeah, I hate 8-Bit Stanley. You know, I'm gonna stick with random anyway. Doesn't matter who I get. As long as I'm playing with you, I'm happy.
3: Don't lie to me, Scotty. I would never lie to you. We both know that's not true.
1: I think I've gleaned all I can from these boxes. Time to move up to some bigger stakes. I've seen the parents leave their wallets out on the counter downstairs. Wonder how many credit cards they have. It's 1am. Plenty late. Everybody should be in bed by now. Shit! That's gotta be the father. Let's peek in. He's asleep? Great. On to the good stuff. I think Laura kept her purse over here. Got some cash in here, but not enough. She'll notice if some is missing. But lots of credit cards. The buried ones are my best option. She might not use them too much and forget that she has them. These are really jammed in here. Who's there?
5: Oh, great. It's me, Dad. What are you doing? Uh, getting a glass of water. I didn't mean to wake you.
4: Would you come in here for, uh, just a few minutes?
5: Sure. Why are you sleeping down here anyway? It's so late. This a big game or something? No clue, it's, I think it's San
4: Francisco versus Portland. Oh, so why aren't you in bed? Force a habit. After you left, you, your mother couldn't stop sleeping and I couldn't rest. She lost her will to do anything and I, I wanted to make sure I was awake if you came home. I didn't want to miss anything.
5: Mom seemed fine when I came home. She didn't look like she spent all her time sleeping. She goes through
4: phases. Some weeks she can't stop working. Some weeks she can't even get out of bed. What about you? I, I don't go through phases. I'm always the same for me. Scotty, I know... It didn't always seem like I cared. I wanted to show you what being a man, a provider for the family, a role model was all about. You do what you're supposed to in order to get the job done. I thought I was exemplifying responsibility and moderation. Never get too high or too low. Evaluate your successes and failures in equal measure, and then move on. And then you left. There is no moderation to be had there. You either know where your son is, what he's doing, if he's safe, or you don't. I never expected to know everything about your life, but I I expected to know something. And now you're here, and... I don't need to sit in this chair waiting for a phone call or a letter or a knock at the door or some sign that you're alive because you're standing right there. But I'm doing it anyway, just like I always have, because I can't stop thinking about what it was that made you leave in the first place. I can't stop thinking about how I could have done things differently or what I did to contribute to your departure from our family. I want to believe that none of that matters now, like your mom does. That's simply not possible for me. So here you are, back in our house for over a week, and I can't find the courage to ask you why you left, because for me, there's comfort in this dingy chair, watching whatever sports are on in the middle of the night speculating about what I might have done and what I might have done differently and taking some solace in that your decision to run away may have had nothing to do with me at all. But if I ask you, and if you tell me why you left, I've done a lot of thinking, Scotty. If I played a role in your decision to leave this family, I am sorry beyond words. I don't know what to say, Dad. I'm smart enough to know that I I don't have all the answers. These past few years, I
5: don't think I've had any answers. That's not true, Dad. How do you know? Courtney. She's an independent young woman now. I can't take any credit for that. Courtney grew up real fast, and
4: it wasn't because of anything I did. No. It was something I did. Do you want to stay up and watch the rest of this game? I've got a better idea.
5: Let's go to bed. That's enough for today.
4: How do you want your burger, Scotty? Medium is fine.
3: Courtney, you look upset. For the last time, Mom, this is how I look. I don't have to be smiling to be okay. What are you reading? Get off your phone. We're about to eat. I'm texting.
5: Looks great, Dad.
4: Courtney, phone down.
3: Would you all please stop? I'm not addicted or anything.
4: We're trying to have a conversation with you.
3: Okay,
2: fine. Has your school set you up with a roommate yet?
3: No, Mom. Nothing's changed since you asked me two days ago.
4: Watch your tone. Your mother is trying to take an interest in your future.
3: It's getting annoying. I'm sorry, sweetie. What do you want to talk about, then? You really want to know?
5: Are you okay?
3: No, I'm not okay. None of us are okay, and I'm tired of acting like we are.
4: What has gotten into you?
3: Let's see. My older brother runs away when I'm 14, and my parents are borderline useless for the rest of high school. Luckily, high school isn't stressful enough on its own. Otherwise, the constant reminders from teachers who had Scotty before me and the whispers in the hall about my brother would have really bothered me. I heard he ran away because Courtney's such a bitch. I couldn't wait to go away to college because no one would know I even had a brother Oh, but I better not get too excited or my parents would be even more terrified that I'd never come home, too. My parents spend the next few months guilting and pleading and begging me to go to the community college instead. Sorry, they don't offer your major, but at least you'll be at home. And then all of that changes because Scotty decides to come home.
4: That's enough, Courtney.
3: No. You want me to talk to you all, then you better be prepared to listen. Scotty comes back, and three weeks later, we still don't even know where he went, why he left, or why he came back. Mom worships the ground he walks on, and Dad, I'm not sure you're ready to have your son back again. You're so afraid to have him here. But let's face the facts. Scott is not the same person who left, and we're not the same either. And this... Picking up where we left off thing, this tiptoeing around the situation because you're afraid to upset him and lose him again is helping nobody, including Scotty. So if you want me to talk and be present with you, I'm going to ask the same of you. Mom, Dad, Scotty, be present and act like I'm worth a damn to you because I deserve it. I deserve to be heard and valued and loved and appreciated. I have been here this whole time trying to be okay on my own because mom and dad never were. And now everything's Scotty this, Scotty that, making up for this, lost time. But guess what? I don't get to make up that time. It's gone. And the least you can do is get some answers for why I had to raise myself. And mom and dad, if you won't ask the hard questions, then I will. Scotty, where the hell have you been?
5: I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you, Courtney.
3: It's okay, Scott. You didn't know. He's not apologizing to you, Mom.
5: I'm sorry. For all of it. When I left, I didn't and couldn't think about anyone but me. I just knew I had to go. I didn't want to hurt anyone. I wanted to stop feeling hurt myself. I'm sorry.
4: I do not remember the last time we had a family barbecue with the four of us. After today, I thought I could have said differently.
2: I hope you're happy, Courtney.
3: You ruined a perfectly good afternoon. Yes, it's my fault that you're so damaged.
4: (laughs) Go to your room. Now!
3: You know I'm right. You're both too caught up in your own shit to address how much this has affected me. And Scott never answered the question. Thanks for the burger, Dad.
4: (laughs) He didn't answer the question.
1: (laughs) I think I've gotten all I can from here. I better go before the family gets any more wise. I got a bunch of shit I can pawn couple hundred in cash, some credit cards, some jewelry, all in all a decent haul. I even convinced Jeremy to go to bed earlier, so as long as I can slip out unnoticed, I'm home free. That front door is kinda loud, though. I better go out back to the deck.
5: So far, so good.
3: Well, well. You're up late.
5: Courtney! Hey! Uh, what are you doing out here?
3: I could ask you the same question.
5: I stepped out. To get some fresh air.
3: With a full backpack?
5: Oh! Oh yeah! (laughs) I was packing for that trip to Uncle Gary's and I must have picked it up.
3: What are you taking to Uncle Gary's? Uh, uh, The basics. Clothes. And... stuff. You seem nervous. Do I make you nervous?
5: No. Not any more than a typical little sister would.
3: Can I tell you a secret? Sure. You're not nearly as stealthy as you think you are.
5: I don't understand what you mean.
3: I think you do. I have a lot of experience hearing restless people walk around the house at night. I know every little crack and creak, and I know you've been doing some exploring.
5: It's strange being back in the house. I was living so differently for years. I wasn't doing anything like you're implying. I was getting up to speed.
3: You're good. You're really, really good.
5: What are you talking about?
3: Can I tell you another secret?
5: Is it like the last one?
3: No. This one is about my brother. What? When I was a junior... I got a text from a number I didn't recognize. Scotty had messaged me almost 15 months after he'd gone. I thought it was someone playing a prank on me again. But these messages were sharing details that only Scotty would know. It had to be him. He said he was doing okay, but that he missed me. He had to check on me to see how I was. He said he didn't think he'd ever come home. The whole conversation was the single most selfish thing Scotty had ever done. He never saw the ruins he left in his wake, and now he put me in an impossible position. I had to choose to let my parents continue in their pain or tell them where to start looking for my brother and betray his wishes. I didn't know what to do, but the longer I weighed my options, the worse they became. How could I tell them? Oh yeah, Scotty texted me months ago. Sorry I forgot to tell you. I was so alone. In those moments when Scotty would message me, I liked having him to myself. It was easier. No complicated family bullshit. Eventually, he told me that if he was ever going to come home, he'd tell me beforehand. That was so big. He had never entertained the idea of coming home. And then, silence. He never texted me again. That's when you show up.
5: Courtney, I can explain.
3: You can provide an explanation, but you can't tell me the truth. I don't know who you are or what kind of game you're playing. All I know is you're not Scott. And you're not going anywhere with the
1: backpack. Courtney,
5: stop! Stop! Get off of me!
1: And give me that bag! Ah! <laughs> ah! What the hell, Courtney? I think I might have a black
3: eye! You should be so lucky! What's that supposed to mean? Scotty's eyes are brown, but she's got one brown eye and the other eye that's starting to swell? That one's green! You're out of your mind, Courtney! They're both brown! Only one way to be no, sure. No, don't! Don't, <laughs> don't! That's smart to fight with one hand covering your green eye. I'm not gonna go easy on you. What the hell is happening to your face?
1: My eyes! What did you do to me?
3: (sighs) Oh, Oh, he didn't get away with the bag. Thank God.
4: Courtney, what happened? Are you okay?
3: Yeah. Where's Scotty? Scotty? I don't know.
6: A broken family, a broken face. Neither one is easily fixed, especially when some of the pieces are missing, lost somewhere in the depths of Dark Valley.
0: This has been Episode 9, Where Have You Been, Scott Thomas? This episode was written by Mark Zurich and directed by Elspeth Denman. Ian and Scott were played by Ryan Hallsaver. Courtney was played by Brianna Eckhart. Jeremy was played by Aaron Catano Saez. Laura was played by Melanie Peterson. The narrator was played by Mark Zurich. Dark Valley is produced and edited by Elspeth Denman This podcast is recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement It is made possible by the generous support of our patrons at patreon.com including Ryan Asthamer Ryan Bolter Callie Ann Mary Ann Menjack Joshua Denman Marsha Mandel Elaine Gibson, Madeline Denman, Brett McLaughlin, and Michael Bowman. Next time on Dark Valley.
6: Good morning, citizens, and welcome to your morning news update. Our top story this morning, the state has confirmed that they are indeed responsible for starting the magnitude 4.5 earthquake that shook the Pacific Northwest early Monday. The official statement is that the earthquake was detonated in response to reports of large gatherings of the terrorist group Children of Aristotle in and around the city of Winston. The state issued an official warning earlier this month saying that any individual found working with the pro-science group will face heavy penalties. And now for your local weather.
0: To learn more about our show, please visit darkvalleypod.com.